0: Welcome back to the Way the Cookie Crumbles podcast where we explore the complexities of all things binge eating and body image for gym people. I'm your host Emma, PT, CrossFitter and ex-binge eater. Today we're going to uncover why the diet industry demonized the latte and discussed its impact on those of us who struggle with binge eating. So here we go, let's dig in. Why did we demonize the latte? A Binge Eater's Guide to Coffee. Oh God, like liquid calories. The forbidden fruit for anyone who is on a restricted, restrictive diet. I remember those days when I would gaze longingly at a vanilla latte while sipping on like a plain black coffee or a green tea, trying to convince myself that the guilty pressure was just something that I really couldn't afford. Before we get right into things, I want to remind you that I'm not here to convince you to indulge in a large mocha frappy every day with whipped cream and sauce and all the trimmings. Deciding not to binge eat doesn't mean deciding to abandon your health and it doesn't mean that you have to always make decisions that are in line with a less traditionally healthy way of eating. That's not what we're doing here. We know that like a big mocha wouldn't quite match the nutritional content of a refreshing glass of water or a straightforward black americano. Instead, the aim is to explore the decisions we make around coffee and understand how they may be contributing to your binge eating behaviours. Back in the times of heavy restricting for me, my drink choices were limited to green tea, black coffee or water. Even alcohol was super rare. And even when I did have that, I'd make sure it was as low calorie as possible. Um, Tequila shots, anybody? Or if you know it, you know it. It's the vodka, lime and soda. Absolute maximum. Um, I'd watch others relishing in their lattes, enjoying the cappuccinos, having a frappuccino in the sun, wondering how they could enjoy those calorie-loaded beverages, just completely stress-free. It, like, made no sense to me whatsoever. In my mind, it was something that was strictly off-limits, but that only fueled my desire to want them even more. So, I'm normally opting for the safe choice of the calorie-free drink, only to find myself home later that evening, mindlessly eating thousands of calories in mismatched food, unable to turn myself away from the kitchen or TV until I was super exhausted or felt super sick and finally got myself up and into bed. I didn't realise it, but my willpower was an absolutely finite resource. Every time I made that healthy choice in the day, it felt like I was denying myself something I truly wanted. This constant battle of going against my true desire meant that when I found myself alone, My willpower would just crumble. It would go down right to zero, leading to hour-long binge sessions. It's interesting how the diet industry has demonised those fancy sugary coffees. By creating like an aura of indulgence around them, they became an object of desire for so many of us. Naturally, we tend to want things that we can't have, and we want them badly. Um, But when this day came in... I can't even remember how many years ago it was now it was a good number of years ago I don't think I'd been to university myself yet but I went to York University I was on their campus I can't really remember why I was there and maybe there was a guest lecture or something like that caught my eye and I thought it looked interesting so I was on their campus and I decided to stop at Acosta Coffee um I'm not sponsored by Costa, but if you are listening or you can share this with anyone from Costa, I would love them to support my coffee addiction. It's Emma at emmacookie.com if you'd like to get in touch. Um, But no, I'd stopped off at Costa and I'd been contemplating getting a different coffee for ages. I thought, screw it, I'm going to order a vanilla latte. I stood in that line and this was so many years ago now, but I still remember so vividly. I felt my hands sweating as if I was about to commit like an actual crime Um, I was genuinely nervous to order. I was terrified of the judgment that the barista would have on me and also anyone else in the line. Like, I had this notion that a skinny latte was a drink of choice for people who claimed they wanted to lose weight but never quite managed to, probably because they consumed eight skinny lattes a day and skinny lattes were for people who didn't understand weight loss. And in my mind, those people were probably overweight. And at that time, that was one of the worst things I could possibly imagine. I didn't usually pass that judgment on other people, but when it came to myself and my body, me being overweight was one of the worst things I could ever think of. Which now is so frustrating to think about. I can't believe that that held such an importance in my life. Anyway, back to the story. Finally, the barista handed me my small skinny latte. There was an agonizing 90 seconds between my order and when she handed it to me. I thanked the barista, picked up the cup, and I sat down at a table. I couldn't believe I was actually about to do this. And I took a sip, and to my surprise, it tasted kind of average. It didn't quite live up to my expectations. I don't really know how to explain it. But here I was, latte in hand. I was finally allowing myself to have this heavenly drink that I'd fantasized about for months, maybe even years. And despite not loving the taste, I did drink the whole thing. And then like the guilt washed over me. Why did I drink that? Why have I ruined this entire week? I'll probably not have much lunch later to make up for it. All of those guilty thoughts that we have when we feel we've overindulged in something. And this was kind of part of my start of my binge eating cycles, where I would finally give myself the permission to eat something, but then feel horrifically guilty afterwards and start to go around in that circle. This situation is a prime example of how we can become so disconnected from our bodies and our own taste preferences. Whenever we find ourselves saying, like, I shouldn't eat that, and we're restricting ourselves from what we truly want, every time we use should, we're adding another item to the buckaroo. For those of you guys who are too young, it's like an old game where it'd be a little horse. It would wear, well, I think it started with nothing, but it would have a saddle. It would have little packs and extra weight and stuff. And the game was to add little parts of it, add little tiny pieces of plastic, little, you know, whatever they're called, I don't know, add little things to this horse until eventually one person would add something and it would go crazy, everything would come flying off. Now, every time we say we shouldn't eat that, it's just like adding one of those little things. We're adding a little thing. We know it's going to buck soon. We know it's going to buck soon, but we keep adding them because that's what we're doing and we're going to try and get through it. So we're adding our shoulds, we're restricting ourselves and eventually the horse will buck The only way to make sure that that doesn't happen is to completely reject playing the game altogether. Otherwise, it's going to book. If you're going to engage with it, it's going to book. You need to completely reject playing the game. And that's what we call full permission around food. You can have a latte now. You can have it later. You can have it tomorrow. You could have it yesterday. You could have it next week in two hours' time, in two months' time. It's a much less exciting prospect when you can have that thing every day all the time if you want it when you know that food is always available to you an objective source of energy without any good or badness to each food you can see the latte for what it really is it's a yummy coffee with some milk <laughs> that is literally it Caffeine can be great before a workout or for focus in the day. Milk's a good source of protein. Like an average latte or cappuccino doesn't really have more than 150 to 200 calories maximum and has around the same protein as two eggs, depending on the size of the eggs. Like drinking a milk-based coffee does not kill puppies. It doesn't send you and your whole family to hell for an eternity or make you balloon in a matter of minutes post-cafe stop. I've found the best thing for me is to approach my coffee order thinking about what I really fancy. Do I want something cosy and warming, something that will put me on a little bit if I'm a touch hungry? Then I'll probably choose a cappuccino or a flat flat white, sorry. Um, I still don't love lattes. (laughs) I just don't. And a side note to this, coffee is not a replacement for food. Please do not only drink coffee for your breakfast. Milk is milk-based lattes like they have a nutritional content so they can be a helpful snack um but yeah we're not trying to replace any kind of meals with coffees here all I'm saying is you can consider how you're feeling in the moment do you want something that's got a bit of uh, nutritional energy for you or do you want something that's just a nice coffee which doesn't have too much other bits going on you can decide in that moment if I'm about to work out or I want to do some focus work or something like that, I'll get a black Americano because it turns out I actually love those. I like them more than I would ever dreamed of liking a latte, you know, and I don't love it because it's less calories. I love it because like a crazy person, I actually really enjoy the taste of coffees and I like trying different beans and roasts and all that jazz. So that would be why I choose an Americano because I actually like it if you don't actually like it that's cool you don't need to order one you can choose something else choose something different and just be mindful you know if you're drinking a coffee that's based with milk you can be mindful that it has more nutritional content and maybe not drink four or five of them a day however drinking four or five black coffees a day from personal experience I can I can absolutely guarantee you does not feel good does not feel good (laughs) If I fancy something that's a bit more of a dessert, then I'll get a salted caramel frap because I love them. They're yummy, delicious. But that's how I think about it in my head. It's a little bit more of a dessert. It's not something I would drink every day, but I love it. I can have it whenever I want. Some days I won't get coffee at all. And I'm not going to lie, this one's the hardest for me at the moment. Um, sometimes I can be a bit more sensitive to the caffeine and it can make me feel a little bit anxious and shaky. And that's okay too. I can just listen to my body, adapt my choices on any given day. You don't have to stick to the same one just because you feel like that's what's in line 200% with what you're doing at that in that week, in that month, however it works. Um, At the start of my binge eating recovery journey, I tried all the syrups. I ordered large a lot and I added whipped cream and I added added sauce. Um, Because I'd restricted for so long, I'd really felt like I'd been missing out and I just kind of flipped to the other way and was ordering all this stuff. But after some time, I started to realise I didn't actually really enjoy these. Large felt a bit too big. Sometimes the sugar would lead to crashes and like tiredness later in the day. And I figured this all out because each morning I'd write down my feelings and emotions that I had around food from the day before. I'd carefully like notice my language and try and reframe any words that were subjective. So like demonizing or idolizing the different foods for their level of healthiness. I'd try and remove anything that put food into good or bad categories and keep it objective. Like this is what it was and this is how it made me feel at the time. It took time, but I did notice a shift in my thinking almost instantly when I started practicing this. It took time to nail it and make sure that I could make decisions in the moment in terms of what I was going to eat. But I noticed a shift in my thinking as soon as I started understanding what was happening, seeing things from an objective point of view and just trusting my body a little bit more, knowing I could drink these things whenever I wanted to. I knew there was a shift in my mindset almost instantly Decisions became much more relaxed and my binge eating slowed down. Instead of it being daily, some days I wouldn't do it and then I'd go for weeks without binging and I knew I was learning more about how to process my emotions and I was gaining back power from that binge eating brain. It's a journey, I know you can do it, but it does take a little bit of time and I'm never ever going to try and tell you that this can be solved in a day in me just telling you, in you listening to this one podcast, but you already know that. That's why you're here and that's why you're learning. So what does this all mean? It's not about banishing lattes or any other coffee indulgence from your life. It's about understanding the psychological factors, the internal battles that you're having, and the impact that all of this is having on your relationship with food. There's a place in my life for all the different kinds of coffee, apart from maybe a latte, (laughs) and not a place for anything that I don't genuinely find joy in consuming. Join me in the next episode as we dive deeper into our cravings and explore strategies to reframe our thinking around food. Remember team, you've already got all the ingredients you need to change. I'm just here to help you rewrite your recipe. Thank you for tuning in to The Way The Cookie Crumbles. If you relate to the topics we've chatted about today, let me know your thoughts and experiences at emmacookie on Instagram. I always want to hear from you guys. Any messages, any thoughts you have, just send me a quick DM. Send over any topics you'd like me to discuss too. I really love answering your questions. So if you have any thoughts, please just drop me a message. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Your support is really, really appreciated. See you in the next one.